Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we sit down with special guest, Christian music artist Cade Thompson. We talk about his story getting into music, his inspiration and motivation to write Arms of Jesus, his latest hit, and his plans on continuing to grow as an artist and even open up his first headline tour this September. You guys are going to love this episode as we dive into all things that go into his life and what he's done to get to this point and how he shares his faith through it all. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Cade Thompson. Cade, thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. Dude, it's good to be here with you, Doug. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm really excited about this episode. I'll I'll tell a quick story before we dive in. Like you know, meeting you for the first time at uh, I believe it was Q Ideas in Nashville, dude. There was just honestly, there was something about you, bro. Like just the energy you had and uh, just your presence, dude. It was like super super contagious. So I just I appreciate who you are, man. Obviously, it's so cool to see how God's using you and working through you in your music and in just the way you treat people. But really happy to have you on this podcast. I think this is going to be a fun episode. Man, thank you for having me. I'm honored and. Likewise to you, man. It's so special uh, what I get to do to meet so many amazing people around the world. And you definitely stood out to me when I first met you, dude. So it's an honor to be on the podcast today. Let's go. You might be, I'm trying to think, bro. You might be one of our first musicians on the on the AIM Woo! podcast, which is cool. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. Let's go, bro. Well, that's exciting, man. Well, I want to I want to dive right in. You've got a lot of really exciting things going on in your life right now, and um, obviously a lot of success with your recent song, Arms of Jesus, which we'll definitely talk about here. But but even before that, I'd love to kind of get the context and, and hear a little bit more about your story of how you even got into music from the beginning. Yeah, so I started singing, man, for as long as I can remember. I remember singing on my front porch in Joplin, Missouri, singing karaoke to all genres of music. I remember singing at church. I would see people singing. I remember going to, to school, going to practice or be music on in the car. And that's really how I learned to sing was just by hearing songs on Christian radio and rewind a few years back. I was in preschool and I had a preschool teacher that would hear me singing in class. And she told my parents, she said, hey, look, I don't know if you know this, but your son can already sing harmonies. This isn't really something <laughs> like a five-year-old normally does. You should maybe put them in some lessons. So they did. They put me in piano lessons. I hated practicing, but I love playing. <laughs> I think a lot of people that age can relate to that. And I eventually picked up the guitar a few years later, fell in love with music, man. And that's that's really how it all started. That's how the 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 heartbeat of music was placed inside of me from as long as I can remember. Did you have family members or other people um, surrounding you that were really into music or you kind of just it was something you just love to do? Yeah, my grandpa, he sings in the church choir and my dad used to a little bit. But other than that, nothing else, man. No, none of my siblings are musical. My mom, she's not musical. I mean, I love her to death, but she's she's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, bro. No, I love that. I think it's super interesting to hear how people start, obviously, you definitely have a passion and a gift for it, for sure. Like I can see that. When did you start actually creating your own music? Obviously, you kind of got into singing early or singing other people's songs. But when did you start singing your own songs? Yeah, so for me, my middle school years were so formative for me. I began serving at my church in middle school and I started opening up scripture and I found that I could 
you know, write these songs out of scripture. I had no idea what I was doing. My first song ever, fun fact, I think I called it Psalm 150. (laughs) Already a a psalm. And uh, (laughs) it was literally me just basically taking the lines and putting it into some some melodies on top of it and, and calling it a song. But it's those moments that I look back and I see how formative they were because that's how I learned, man, was just taking scripture and and that's that's something so powerful about songwriting is we're able to open up the word of God and apply it to our lives today. No doubt. No, I love that. And I think it's so true. And it's it's cool to see, obviously, you bring an element and perspective from the music space, you know, with fitness, with business, whatever. Like, it's cool to see how people create. And it's honestly, it's an art. Like, it really is. And to see kind of what goes into that process, where the inspirations and obviously, you know, you doing this to glorify God is you definitely have a, a specific motivation. Some people have different motivations, but what, you know, as you've kind of gotten into this, this world of creating music and even going down this path, what are some things that you've kind of learned or figured out about yourself or maybe seen areas of growth through the process? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, being in the industry and, and doing what I'm doing at a young age, I have had to learn a lot. And I really learned a lot by just being thrown in the fire. I went on my first tour when I was 16 years old, a sophomore in high school. I had no idea what I was doing. I remember getting up on stage that night and thinking to myself, what if I just forget everything that I'm supposed to do on stage tonight? (laughs) (laughs) And, And that was me. I was so fresh. I was so young. But those moments, I had to step out in faith and I had to forget about what people thought of me. I had to forget about you know, trying to be perfect and just doing. And there's something so special about that, of just taking that step, man. And it ultimately led me to where I'm at today. And no, I haven't arrived. And honestly, it's just the beginning of what I believe and hope that God is going to do through my life, through music. And it's just living in that constant place of awe. But I would say, I would say one thing I've learned is that, you know, whether it be music, whether it be sports, whatever you might do or find your identity in uh as as amazing as those things are our identity is not in what we can do for god or what we can do but in who we are in christ that is where our identity can be found and i remember in covid when covid hit i ended up going back home to be with some family and there was no touring there was nothing going on for any of us in the world right and i had to really kind of hit the reset button and understand very early on in my career that my identity is not in what I can do and how, how well my song charts on the on the charts. It's it's in this place, the secret place first. That's where I can be rooted and that's where I can be grounded. Wow, that is so good, bro. I love that. And it's with something like what you're doing with music and you see like in our society, like those are the there's a lot of metrics that get tracked and, and honestly or focused on when people describe success, like how, you know, how well the song does, how many downloads, what radio station are you, you know, all that stuff. And while all that stuff is cool, like you're saying, it just can't be the driving thing that you put your identity in, or that is the thing that you're constantly focused on being the priority in the whole, you know, situation. Absolutely. I think it can be so easy to get, you know, lost in the middle of it all, you know, if that's your focus. And a lot of times (laughs) the Lord tends to, bring us down and, and, and humbles us in those moments. So we have to be reminded of that. So no doubt. And I want to touch on one more thing you mentioned kind of there at the beginning of that was, you know, when you were getting going 16 years old, pretty young in the game and going on tour, like first off, that's, 
that's actually crazy. Like to be that young and going on tour, you talk about taking this first step, this leap of faith. Like, I think there's so many people that could be listening to this and, and maybe they're not in the same exact position of going on tour, but there's probably something in their life that they're ready to make that step. And they're just scared and anxious. Like there's a lot of things that could come up. What would you kind of say there? Like, give me a little bit more of like, you know, how did you do it? Obviously I know your faith's a big piece of that, but what does that look like for you? Man, I think you have to know truly who you are first. Uh, and and you have to know what has been placed inside of you. And, and and I think for me as a follower of Jesus Christ, my identity is found in who I am in Christ first. And that is what allows me and propels me to step out in faith and to do that. And so um, when you can know who you are, then you can have the faith to step out into maybe places you ever, you even had no idea you'd be going or things that you didn't even know you'd do. I remember when I first came to know the Lord, I was just doing music to serve him. I had no intentions, honestly, at a young age to, you know, have songs on the radio or any of these things. But as I began to dive deeper, these things started to just happen, right? As as I would see God move. And so a lot of times we get so focused on the the big picture that we forget the steps that are just right in front of us. And it's those small steps every single day that lead to the grand picture, the big picture happening. No doubt. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more. And I think it's crazy too. Sometimes you see people who have a, a desire, like something, a passion in their heart that they really want to pursue. They feel called to do it. And that, that first step is so scary just because like, there's no, if you haven't proven the concept, if you have no, like, you know, previous success doing it, like, it's like, man, like I could legitimately fail doing this. And I think that's what really deters people. But again, man, just seeing God's faithfulness work in mighty ways is just something that I always, you know, want to tell people about. And obviously you've been, you're a great example of, of seeing God's faithfulness work out in, in your life. And it's not about the success that you're having, even though that's amazing. He's blessing you in that way, but just your, your obedience to serve him and do what you feel called to do is, is what really is important. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Where did you see the shift in your career? Obviously, you know, you talk about kind of doing music. Obviously you're still enjoying this and having fun with it, I'm guessing, but where did you see it kind of take a whole new, you know, shifting gears where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this seriously. Like, obviously I know you have a manager, you're going on tour, like things are getting a little bit more legitimate in terms of like the structure of how you're doing it. When did you see that shift kind of take place? And what did that transition look like from doing it more for fun, where it was a little looser to a little bit more intense with music? Yeah, I would say when I first went on my first tour, that's when I, I kind of knew right away, like, this is something I want to do. I didn't know what it looked like at that point in time. A few months later, I ended up going and meeting a producer in Nashville who took a big risk on me said come to town so I did and that was the moment that really changed it all for me I had this producer that just saw something in me and I began to make trips throughout the rest of my high school years still while in school making it happen and then eventually I graduated high school and everyone's asking you so Kate what are you going to do when you graduate and I said (laughs) I'm moving to Nashville and (laughs) <laughs> and it might have seemed a little crazy. I didn't have, I didn't have an apartment. I didn't have a record deal. I didn't have even a manager at that point in time. I was just trying to stay faithful to where the Lord had placed in front of me. Got an apartment and faith. A few months later, ended up signing a deal. But I, I would say when I moved to town is really when the shift happened for me. 
to, you know, doing music and being in school to saying, look, I'm just going to go all in. And I can tell you this, God rewards your faithfulness mm-hmm. and the moments that you step out in faith. He does. Mm-hmm. When you walk with him. <laughs> now, if it's something that you're trying to do in your own strength, that might look different. But I'm saying there's such beauty in following him and walking in faith like that. Uh, a prayer that has really shifted me is the prayer of Jabez. And it's so, so beautiful, so, so powerful. And I really encourage people to check it out. So, yeah. I love it, dude. What it, what exactly did that look like, though, going all in? You talk about this shift. Obviously, school is not in the picture anymore. And you're you're moving to this town, the city. It's not a town. Nashville's a pretty big city. You're moving to this huge city. And you're like, holy crap, I don't have an apartment. I don't have a record label. I don't have any of these things. Obviously, your faith is, is super strong and you, you're trusting God. But like, what does that actually look like? Are you spending like most of your time just focusing on music? Are you trying to get, you know, opportunities to play? Like, what does that what does that look like? Yeah, so thankfully, when I was moving to town, I was talking to a few different labels. So I knew I was going to, well, hopefully I was going to land somewhere. And I just had to do that. Um, I took a lot of meetings. I met with anyone that I could possibly meet with. And I just said yes, man, to what was in front of me. And I feel like that simple yes really led me to um, where I'm at today. And I love people, man. And I focus so much on people and relationships because besides what what we all do, we are all human and and we're all people that have our own needs and, and are looking for hope in, in this world. And that is what is so beautiful. And so I focused on people, man, for, for a long time. And I obviously I still do, but that was my intentions of just getting to know people and God continued to open up those doors. And I ended up signing a deal in the fall of 2019 with Red Street Records. And right as I signed, I just began writing and writing and writing, wrote a ton of songs for my first record. And my first single from that record was released in February of 2020, right before COVID. So wow. talk about crazy timing. Timing is nuts. How many songs do you think you've written? Do you know? Like how many songs you've personally written? Oh, man. Well over 150 songs for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. And how many, are, how many are public? So I have, my first album has 10 songs on it. And I think there's another seven songs that are out as well so i think there's like 17 songs out in the world right now but i'm working on my next project right now and i've got a lot of new 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 stuff that i'm stoked on so i'm, I'm excited to hear it that's that's something that's super fascinating to me is that, that creative process of like man i've got to go write 150 plus songs to publish 17 and that to me is just, it's wild but it's i guess it's how that that it works it's pretty wild it's amazing yeah no doubt so your most recent single arms of jesus it's blowing up it's doing super well it's been so cool to see everything that's happening but i mean personally i'm just a big fan of the song dude i listen to it in the car i listen to it in the gym when i'm lifting i i just love the song and obviously you know i love you and what you're doing bro so there's there's more there beyond just the lyrics but tell talk about that process talk about kind of your motivation to to write that specific song and and what that's kind of looked like yeah, so I wrote this song, Arms of Jesus, actually on a Zoom call in the same room that I'm in right now, which is pretty sweet. That's it's a podcast, so y'all can't see it, but I'm <laughs> telling you, it's pretty, it's pretty great. And I wrote this song earlier this year with my buddy AJ Pruis and Matt Armstrong, and I had this idea going into the writing session. 
it wasn't the title wasn't arms of jesus i think it was like running into your arms or something similar along those lines mm -hmm. the other rider had a very similar title which is crazy because that never happens when you go into a writing room to have a very similar idea and we were like well this is meant to be so we started writing the song got on this hook arms of jesus and you know as i've been traveling and touring over the past few years i've really experienced in my own life and the lives of people around me that we all experience hurt, pain, suffering, right? And we have a choice in those moments to fall into the ways of the world. It looks like it's going to fill us up or we can fall into the arms of Jesus, which is ultimately going to satisfy. And, and that's the message of this song, that, that in his arms, we can find hope, we can find healing. And there's so much beauty and power in that. And that's, that's why I wrote the message of arms of Jesus. Dude, praise God, dude. That's such a... <laughs> It's an amazing song. It's amazing um, what you're able to do through that song. When, so when did it actually get published publicly? The song was released in June, uh, June 17th, I believe. Of, of this year? Of this year, yes. And so since then, obviously, you know, people, it's gotten some traction. It's been cool. I think that I was on a flight. Um, I think I was leaving Austin, Texas. I was in Austin a couple of times this summer and I was on a flight and I listened to, um, different worship playlist on apple music i'm an apple music guy so don't don't hate me a lot of people it's such an intense topic some people hate apple music i don't know why <laughs> i love them all yeah you love them all right but um no yeah it was it was your song popped up on one of like the mainstream worship playlists i was like dude this is my this is my boy like what the heck this is crazy and i was like man it's, it's so cool to see kind of what what that song's done and, and obviously it's still still doing its thing what what has been kind of the coolest part about you know as this song has grown, people have gotten, you know, accustomed to it or really taken a liking to it that you've been able to experience so far. Yeah, you know, as an artist, it's always a little nerve wracking to put out new music, especially going into my second record. I've been really diving in and really had to understand what do I want to say with this next project of music. And it's been such an exciting time for me. And so putting out the song, the first song off this new record, uh it was definitely nerve-wracking and exciting at the same time to have that song out there in the world but i've just heard story after story man of people that feel like they resonate with the same exact reason why i wrote the song and that is so special to me and playing this song live and um hearing stories of people playing this song while they're in the hospital or people around them they're just going through some really really dark times man that makes it all worth it for me to hear and it's so exciting, man, to get this song off the ground and see what God's going to continue to do with this message of this song. Yeah, no doubt. I know. I love that, dude. It's, I'm excited. and I'm, I'm ready for the new music, bro. You got to hey, I've yes. listened to Arms of Jesus probably a thousand times. I need, I need hey. something fresh. <laughs> hey, man, we got some some new stuff, new stuff very soon. So what's what's the timeline on that? Um, or can I, you share I that? Yeah. I can't say yet. I do have uh, more Come. than one song drop in this fall, so I'm excited. Okay, perfect. Well, that that's enough. That's enough for me to be excited and, and have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm stoked. I'm really, really excited and really excited to just continue to tell people when I can about this new this new project. It's really, really special to me. The theme is incredible, and uh, it's it's go time. It's go time. Now you've been. You're you're at home right now, but you've been traveling. You guys have been on tour performing for the last few months or a few weeks. Yeah, a few months. Been on the road about every weekend. Um, 
um, heading out this fall, uh, do my own own tour in September, and then heading out in October, November. So yeah, I'm out the rest of the year. Dude, that's exciting. Well, this the the um, tour in September will that be your first solo tour or like where you're leading the tour? Yeah, yeah, first solo tour, headlining tour. It's called the Bigger Story Tour, and we are so excited. We're going to be announcing the dates here in the next week or so. So yeah, Dude, let's go. That's that's exciting, man. That's super cool. First yeah. up, if you could if you could create music and collab with with one person or a group, who who would it be? Who's on your list? You're like, man, I would love to do a song with this person or this or this group. Man, that's a tough question, right? That's really hard. That the changes all the time for me. I would say one Republic, specifically Ryan Tedder. I think he's an amazing, amazing writer. I just, I just love his stuff. So big fan. So if you're listening to this, Ryan Tedder. <laughs> he's definitely tuned in right now. <laughs> he definitely is. He definitely is listening to AIM for sure. No doubt. No doubt. No, I love it, man. So what do you, what do you like to do outside of music? Obviously I know this consumes a big part of your life and you're very passionate about it and it's a big thing. It's a big part of what you do, but what are your passions and hobbies outside of, of music? Well, I love people. I love coffee. Um, I'm trying to get into golf. So if anyone who's listening is a professional golfer, help your boy out, send me some videos. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get into that. It's been fun. And anything that I can do that's like physical activity, honestly, I absolutely love. Fun fact, it's an honor to be on this podcast because actually my whole journey started in sports. I don't talk about this a whole lot, but talk I used to be a sports kid. I used to be a sports kid. So uh, my my parents probably never thought I'd be the music kid, but I am. And so, yeah, I love it. What sports did you play growing up? Man, I did football. Uh, I was terrible at basketball. <laughs> I did wrestling believe it or not wow <laughs> in fifth grade i was fifth in the state for my weight class so it's pretty decent and cross country and track is what i did in high school and middle school so so you had a pretty you know nice blend of, of a lot of different yeah. You know, yeah sports yeah it's pretty good i was dude i was the opposite of that like i played basketball growing up and i was like man i played soccer for a little bit but i was like i love this game so much i just want to just play one sport and I just didn't really branch out much, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Hey man, you play college ball, so you're good. Well, I don't I don't know what's that, but I did I had an opportunity to play, but I actually I played the guitar for four months when I was uh probably in like, oh gosh, like third grade maybe. And I thought it was cool, but I did not I just Every time I was sitting there playing, I was like, man, I, I could be shooting free throws or I could be <laughs> working on my ball handling. I was like, I can't. I don't know, man. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't for me, but it was cool. That's awesome, dude. Hey, everyone's got their thing in their lane, you know? Hey, well, listen, we'll go play golf and then you teach me how to play the guitar and we'll, uh, we'll swap a little bit. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not that good at golf, but we can we can get out there and play. I think it'd be fun. Okay, okay. I love it no let's go man well listen man i i just want to get you on here this has been a fun episode you know everything you're doing again is is super super cool and, and obviously near and dear to my heart and i think the values you stand for the way you're leading and the way you're serving god is just unbelievable bro and i just i can't wait to see what he continues to do through you and how he uses you and, and your platform to bless so many others so keep going bro you know you've got a, a huge fan over here and and our whole community will definitely support you bro Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm honored and likewise, man, love all that you're doing. So 
Here to support. Let's go, bro. Thanks, man. Love it, Doug. Thanks, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with Cade and I'm so encouraged by his strong faith and just honest pursuit of just helping so many people around an amazing message. If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask you to leave it a rating and review and please share with a friend. Let's keep growing this community. Let's keep helping as many people as possible. And as always, let's keep ambition in mind.